The 1980s and 90s formed an era of transformation in South Africa, an era when the seeds for dismantling apartheid and building a united South African rainbow nation were planted. It was during these turbulent times that a group of doctors in the Eastern Cape challenged the status quo of the day. About 150 doctors under the Eastern Cape Medical Guild plan to celebrate the journey thus far annually and also make colleagues more aware of the tremendous challenges they faced when they worked during those trying times of protests, riots, looting and clashes with police, all in the name of freedom and democracy. One thing I must say and thank the community, some of them got together because uh, things went crazy then and people were breaking into businesses and so forth. But I think it's just that frenzy at that time. Mm-hmm. Members of the community got together and guarded the practice day and night. They stayed in at night. I left them in the surgery. And do you know who these people were? Uh, some of the patients and some activists just sat in the practice at night. Mm-hmm. Left them there mm-hmm. and went home mm-hmm. inside the surgery and they made sure that nobody burnt it or broke into it. Meet Dr. Jeff Govender, the CEO of the Eastern Cape Independent Practitioners Association, or IKIPA Healthcare, an offshoot of the Eastern Cape Medical Guild. Govender relocated to the Eastern Cape as an intern in 1982, and not long thereafter, he was co-opted into the guild by respected activist Dr. Jay Mudliar. 82-year-old Dr. Mudliar, a father of three, also bore that brunt of the apartheid era, but chose to put up a fight tackling medical aids for discriminatory treatment of patients. Dr. Mudliar is a former president of the Port Elizabeth Black Civic Organization, or PEBCO, and was honored at the Guild's 35th anniversary banquet for his role in founding the association. Under the banner of the Guild, this group of doctors fought discriminatory practices in medical aids and put their own safety on the line to treat political prisoners and those injured in riots who were too afraid to use public hospitals. Dr. Mudlia recalls treating many political prisoners who were being released from Robben Island at the time, including anti-apartheid activist Governor Mbeki. No, we were to uh, Governor Mbeki for instance, but to do a routine check-up, you know, he was fine when he came back. And Alevin uh, Slava and a few others we attended. There was a time when a lot of people were being released from Robben Island in little groups. We also had to attend to the various resistance movements locally when they were beaten up by the police, shot, you know, pellet guns and beaten up. And of course they were afraid to go to the public hospital because the police would be waiting for them there. You know, if they had a bullet wound and they were involved in that in that uh, protest march or whatever. Because uh, the every resistance responded with fire. And uh, there was a big issue in Yutnei at one time, it's called the Longa Massacre. And in PE, this was a constant thing. One of Dr. Mudliar's most fondest memories was meeting the then ANC president, Oliver Tambo. He joined forces with groups from Natal, from Durban specifically, Johannesburg and Cape Town, and we formed a national association called the National Association of Medical and Dental Practitioners, called NAMDA. That organization was not only in turn, not only looking after the interests of medical practitioners, but the wider issues of the political problems in place in the country. And so covertly, he was also working with the ANC in exile. It was in 1987 that we attended a conference in Harare, where Art Tambo was president. 
and they called it mother and child care. It was basically a political meeting, and we just for all three days, and we had meeting after meeting from day in the, from about eight o'clock in the morning till about eleven o'clock at night every day, and that's when we had the pleasure of meeting our town. It was really an awesome moment for us. Because you know, I've never seen a leader as calm and as humble as he was. The only one that comes near him is Mandela. Of course, Mandela and he worked together. You know, they among the founding members of the new ANC at that time. Dr. Mudliar and Dr. Govinda formed part of a group of doctors who regularly treated protesters who were injured during uprisings. Dr. Govinda says the most common injuries he has treated were buckshot or birdshot. Sometimes removing pellets from patients by the light of a gas lamp. Dr. Mudliar was detained once by security police, but his practice was constantly being watched. Like the time when he was asked to treat high school learners after they had been shot. The worst time was when they had dropped in it. But forty-five people, they phoned to say they're coming through. It was about five o'clock, and they still have to come from dropping it, which is three hours away. And the police were on the outside. And it was a terrible time. And you know, it was a, we had a four-man practice, but that particular day, I was at home, and I didn't realize the numbers were so big. As a young doctor at the time, Dr. Govinda recalls the leadership skills that he learned from Dr. Mudliar as part of the guild. I, I like to tell a little anecdote to Dr. Mudliar. Um, you know, being young and uh, being sitting in the in the meeting as one of the attendees, with him being the chairperson, <laughs> and uh, you know, when when you're not involved in leadership, you don't know what it takes. And uh, I stood up once and made a very reactionary comment, criticizing them and this and that. And uh, I'll never forget that lesson. Instead of going at me, pure class, Dr. Modli, I said, uh, I will give Dr. Gavinda an opportunity to withdraw his remark. <coughs> Isn't that fantastic? I need to learn that. <laughs> As a young medical practitioner at Livingston Hospital, Dr. Govinda worked and sent money home to his parents at Chatsworth in Durban. He also met and married his wife, a nurse and fellow activist, Alexandra Kutsia. They have two children. Dr. Govinda says it's important for young medical practitioners to learn from their experiences and give back to society. We all have to work to survive, and I categorize that as transactional. So you work, you get paid either salary or you earn something in your practice or business. But all of us have to be socialized to make a contribution into society and your profession without expectation of getting any payment. And I advise young doctors to get involved in the committees where you grow as a human being because what you learn in the committees and organizations, you can't learn from books. That's where leaders are grown as well.